Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Teeling. I am your host, Rachel Teeling, and I have a question for you this week, which is, what have you learned from all of your dating experiences? Because it's coming up to the end of the year, and we're all winding down for the Christmas, end of the year, all of that jazz. And I have been poorly for at least the last six weeks. I worked out that I went to the doctors on Halloween uh, because he gave me some ear drops because I had a bit of an ear problem um, and the ear drops didn't clear it up. I've had the sniffles, they keep coming, I've had a cough and it won't go away and honestly my pelvic floor and my ribs can take no more. I can't take any more. Um, honestly, if I I'm going to break a rib the next time I cough. So I've ended up by just submitting and going to the doctors. But going to the doctors makes me feel really guilty. It makes me feel like there's nothing wrong with me. Why do I need to go to the doctors? Why would I be at the doctors? I'm not dying. Surely I don't need to go to the doctors. But I've tried everything else. I've tried Sudafed. I've tried the steam rooms. I've tried the cough sweets, the cough medicines. I've tried going to like the gym to fully like make my respiratory system work and pump it out of me. Um, But the last straw is that now I have been struggling to get to the top of the stairs without having a heart attack and being able to breathe. Whereas in September I could run a half marathon. So I've been to the doctors, I've got my antibiotics. I'm not sure how I feel about them. I'm not sure, you know whether they're going to work or not, or whether the doctors just pacify me by giving me antibiotics. But last year, a really heartbreaking thing happened at Lila's school, and one of the teachers unfortunately passed away because she had had a cough, and it turned to pneumonia, 
and she ended up in intensive care and unfortunately she wasn't that much older than me she passed away so I am going to take my antibiotics and I am going to look after myself and I am going to wind down on a few things over the coming weeks because we all know that Christmas gets busy and stressful and all the things are going on but I want to go into the new year feeling happy and healthy and well again so I'm going to take my antibiotics and that is what I've learned over the past year is that I need to take a step back let myself have some time off and not feel guilty about going to the doctors not feel guilty about taking antibiotics not feel guilty about taking a little bit of time off over the coming weeks so I'm trying I, I record these podcasts live every week because I like to like you know I like them to be live I like them to be relevant and um, a lot of people I know who podcast do bulk recordings so they have their podcasts recorded every week and um, recorded in bulk and they just go out there but I like to record them every week so you guys know what's going on in my life and I can like share live reports of what's happening and basically most of my stuff goes out on Instagram and isn't that the point Instagram um, not that it always is, but anyway. So, what I think I need, I've only <laughs> had the time, but I think I need to just check into a spa hotel. I need a massage. I need to sleep for a full week. I need some steam. Sitting in the steam room, reading my book when I come out of the steam room. This is my dream right now. But I have a child, I have a job, and Christmas is coming up. Um, but it is almost the end of the year, and we are all winding down. And, you know, all of those things will come. We've got a bit of time off between Christmas and New Year. I've got a few days away between Christmas and New Year. It's also my birthday between Christmas and New Year. So it is a tricky time of the year, though, isn't it? We've got lots going on. You know, we might be winding down from work. Are you winding down from being out there dating people? Are you out there meeting people? If you are still out there dating at this moment in time, I absolutely applaud you. And if you're swiping on those dating apps, I applaud you. And meeting new people and putting yourself out there is really hard, especially at this time of year. It's a very vulnerable time of year. Um, so I do, I applaud you for even getting yourself out there and being that confident to do it. But it is a tricky time of the year if you're single and you feel very vulnerable when you're single at this time of year. It's a very tricky time of the year if you're not single as well. So like I, I get it that, you know, lots of us have different different difficulties with Christmas if you've listened to my previous podcast I tell you about my Christmas story and why I'm not that keen on Christmas although my faith has a tiny bit been restored over the past couple of days because we've put our Christmas tree up Lila has been performing in a carol concert at the town hall in our little town which was very cute and very lovely and they played they, they played they sang like the home alone songs and yeah it kind of made me feel a lot more Christmassy than I have done for a while but there's so much expectation at Christmas you know we should be having fun we should be loving all things Christmas we should be out there socializing and don't get me wrong this is a really good time to get yourself out there socializing it's a really good time to be involved in meeting lots of new people and going to lots of different places and lots of different environments 
I imagine you have some work Christmas parties. You have friends meeting different friends for different d- drinks and lots of different groups of people being thrown together. I know last year we went to like the Christmas market a couple of times and met up with different friends. And there's always different people around me and you don't know who you're going to meet, do you, when you go out on these things. So it is a great time of year. All good things. But if you are trying to keep up with everything, with work, mum life, Christmas carol concerts... Is I say Christmas carol concerts, buying all the gifts. I've not even started yet. I have a lie. I've put one online order on, and then the rest is going to have to get done this weekend. Um, buying all the gifts for everyone, and actually being present with people, like not being distracted, not swiping on your phone, not looking at online shopping. It's so hard. It's so hard to keep up with all these things. But it is okay for you to take a step back and just reflect on what this year has given you what have you learned this year instead of plowing headfirst into the next year exhausted and with 10 different things to do or you've met somebody at a christmas party and he's definitely the guy for you and he's definitely going to get in touch with you and you're definitely going to see him again obviously that guy that you snogged drunkenly at that christmas party is the guy for you um, but come January, are you just going to be like exhausted and be like, oh, I don't even know who that was. I'm so tired. I don't know how. I don't know what. And I'm going to sniffle all the way through this. Um, as if you didn't get their number, you don't know how you're going to contact him again. You're not sure if his name was Jack or John or Jason. Um, that's how Christmas goes, doesn't it? Like we're going from one thing to the other, one thing to the other. And let's just stop for a moment and have a little think about all the things that you have learnt this year instead of ploughing into next year, making all the same mistakes. We can choose again, as Gabby Bernstein says. We can take a moment and have different actions because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's an Albert Einstein quote. I will give it to you for free. So let's have a little think about what you've learned this year. How many people do you think you've swiped on this year? And how does that make you feel? I could, I'd love to know. I'd love to go back. I'd love to see if any of the dating apps keep the stats of how many people you have liked. How many people have liked you back? How many people have you actually met? How does that make you feel? Are you totally wasting your time? Are there certain apps that you actually like that you you get results from? Personally, I loved Bumble. I hated Tinder. I found that on Tinder, I got filthy messages. I got guys who weren't even serious. They were just vile. Um, On Hinge, I got... I wasn't that keen on Hinge either, let's be honest. Um, Because lots of messages, lots of likes but they were still kind of uninvited I know I was out there I know I'm on a dating app and I'm putting myself out there but they them liking and commenting and making comments and making sarky comments like oh those people who were like oh yeah look at you climbing a mountain I was like yes I did do that actually thank you or commenting on I didn't have my dog on there for very long actually because I met Ed pretty much straight after I got the dog so Ed and the dog came together pretty much but um all those messages and like all those things that people said 
and you take it quite personally. You have to be quite thick-skinned, don't you? Because I imagine it's banter, but a lot of the time I took things very personally. Sometimes I'm very sensitive. Have you broken your New Year's resolutions yet? I have to admit that I don't do New Year's resolutions because they just don't work. So instead, I set myself goals based on what area of life I want to improve. And this year, it's my health and fitness, growing my coaching business and paying off my debts, which is a whole other story as I was left in a considerable amount of debt by my ex-partner. I have reflected on last year and worked out what went well and what didn't which means I can use that as a pathway into how I can actually achieve my goals this year. I would love to help you do the same using my coaching skills and tools. I use these myself and I can help you reflect on last year, work out what is important for you to achieve this year and put some tangible steps in place for you to achieve what you set out to do this year. I'm offering a one hour one-to-one session for just £24 for you to set your goals this year. These spaces are limited and there's a link in my bio for you to book yours. It's it's upsetting. So I didn't like the uninvited comments. Um, That's why I actually really did like Bumble because... You get to say hello first. And yes, I know it goes against all of my advice and that the that woman shouldn't, oh, I can't speak, sorry, that the woman shouldn't speak first, that the woman shouldn't go out there first. But you literally just have to say hi first. And it's merely a hi. You don't have to get too excited about it. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. You don't have to think too much into it. You are just putting yourself out there saying hi I would like to find out more about you, actually. Thank you very much. And if you have got pictures that you feel confident about, and if you've got a little bio on there that you feel confident about, and if you're feeling confident about putting yourself out there, guys will want to chat with you. If you put things out there and you're thinking, oh, God, no one's going to chat to me. No one's going to even talk to me. Why am I bothering doing this? They probably won't, because that's what you think is going to happen. I know you think I'm crazy when I say these things, but if you were putting yourself out there with confidence, with Actually, I'm going to talk to new, new people. I'm going to find out about people. Um, people will chat to you. People will say hi. All you've got to do is, on Bumble anyway, is just say hi. Maybe ask them about something that's on their profile. Voila, you'll start a conversation. And then you just sit back and let them talk to you. Let them chat to you. If you get a reply, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. What's meant for you won't pass you by. I do apologise, the dog is running around in the background. So I might just pause this here and get her out of the room. So I now have the dog sat on my desk as I record this. I do (laughs) apologise. She's going to move around and ruin my sound quality. Anyway, how long are you spending on the apps? Have you thought about, are you, it's like social media, isn't it, like... Once you've opened the app and you've started swiping, they become addictive. Are you ignoring everybody around you whilst you're, you know, swiping on people who are ultimately strangers and you're wondering whether this stranger might be part of your life, might be your future partner, but actually the world around you is being ignored because you are focusing on the app and these, let's be honest... 
fake people. They're not real people, not yet anyway. So how about you make time for the apps? Give them a specified time. Stop letting them intrude on your precious time that you have with your family, with your children, with your friends. It's like social media, isn't it? Once you're in, you're lost. You're lost to the scrolling. So create a specific, I can't say it, create a specific time for you to swipe. Put a time limit on it. So say you do 30 minutes a day or say you do an hour three times a week and that gives you time to swipe, match with a few people, reply to a few messages, swap numbers and maybe arrange a date. And, you know, there's so many people out there, I've said this on previous podcasts, that you're going to swipe on 100, you're going to match with maybe 20, you're going to arrange dates with maybe 10 or 5, you'll actually go on a date with probably two of them and you probably won't like either of them. Let's be honest, you'll probably be like, oh, no, thank you, uh, to either of those. And then you'll go out and you'll just meet somebody organically. So <laughs> put a time limit on it. Let it stop taking up all of your time. If you're being on the apps too readily and replying consistently anyway, I hate to break it to you, but it makes you look needy. So if you are on the app all the time and you're replying to people, it makes you look needy. Go out there, do different things. You don't need those apps to validate you. You don't need those apps and those likes and those swipes to tell you that you're an amazing person because you already know that. And a high-value woman looking for a relationship already knows that. What have you learned about dates? What have you learned about exchanging numbers with people going on first dates and actually meeting people because it's interesting isn't it like you're just turning up and meeting strangers I know that I made so many mistakes I let guys pick me up from my home address I drank too much on first dates and got drunk I (laughs) the ultimate the ultimate worst mistake I made was meeting them for dinner on a first date it's just a no-go no, 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 no. Meet them for a drink on a boring Monday night when you have got nothing better to do. Don't meet them on a Friday night, a Saturday night when you've got better things to be doing, even if it's cleaning out your sock drawer. You have got better things to be doing. Meet them on a boring Monday night. Give them an hour of your time. If you like them, you stay. If you don't, you are free to leave. Dinner dates require you to eat food with strangers. They require you to stay for the duration of the meal. And there is nothing more awkward than that dance around if you are splitting the bill or not. So just don't do it. How about all those other people that you have met? What have you learned from them? Each one has influenced you in some way. Have you found that you like certain things about guys but not things about other guys? And that some things are just total and utter deal breakers. So this is the thing though, you will have certain deal breakers that actually you'll probably break for the right person. You'll probably be like, oh, but for you, I'll do this. So it's really great to have a set of rules. It's really great to have a set of boundaries when you're going out there dating because this just sets you up for having standards and not accepting any old behavior. But actually these rules and these boundaries are just guidance for the right person because 
they will have their own rules and their own boundaries and they will have their own deal deal breakers and honestly to make things work in a relationship you'll come up with a compromise anyway so you may have certain things that you are absolutely no way but if a certain person comes along you'll be like okay so I was talking to somebody the other day and she was like absolutely do I never want to meet somebody who's got kids now at my time of life I'm in my 40s meeting somebody who hasn't got kids is pretty difficult but I could see if somebody had this is for me personally somebody who had older kids is what I wanted somebody who didn't have babies that had nappies that you know needed spoon feeding but if that client of mine had to think of thinks well we'll get there eventually but if she thinks actually if I meet somebody who has grown-up children then that would work because they still have no you know they're not reliant on a parent to look after them he's still got children but he's now free and independent independent and you know that's what I'm finding more and more with our children now between me and Ed we've got the three girls um and his oldest is 14 so they are pretty independent now they can walk to the shop with his oldest daughter they can walk the dog they can like we we can leave his oldest daughter to babysit for us so it's really nice but you know is that ultimately a deal breaker that they mustn't have any children you're going to really narrow things down for yourself if you're looking for somebody without children so i know there's certain things that you won't compromise on like criminal records um your own personal safety but other things like distance and if they do have children that might change and I didn't have any deal breakers when I met Ed I was really very open-minded I was like okay things will come along and I'll decide whether I will or won't accept that but he really did have deal breakers and they had to be and they're quite funny but no smokers and a good kisser and I passed both those tests. They were really good deal breakers for him to have. And I can see why somebody would want somebody to not be a smoker. And to be a good kisser. Because that's really very important when it comes to the intimate side of things. And if you really think about a guy who, you know, once told me that he had a criminal record. And then offered to walk me home. That really was a deal breaker for me. But let's now look at what is your motive for being on dating apps? Do you want a serious relationship? Do you just want sex? And honestly, there's no judgment here. We all have needs. Or are you looking for somebody to save you from yourself, to validate what a wonderful person you are, to validate how attractive you are because you're getting the likes and the swipes and the hits? Because each one of those likes, swipes and hits is giving you a little hit of happy hormones and you're like yeah I'm great and you're getting validation from outside you don't need that you need to feel like you can validate yourself before you go on these dating apps so just think you know have a little think before you embark on your next dating journey about these questions some of them I've just gone through above but just think about these few questions before I sign off and lose my voice even further but why what apps are you using sorry what apps are you using and you know how many people have you swiped on and what results are you getting from these swipes because like I said earlier the 
definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And what are you looking for when you swipe? Are you just looking at the guys that are physically attractive? Are you even bothering to look at something that might be attractive to you? Because you are not going to get to know somebody from a photo. And I, I went on dates, I was saying this to Ed the other day actually, I went on a date, I'd like, he was physically attractive. He was a fireman. Um, he had banter when we were messaging each other. And as soon as I met him, I was like, oh no, absolutely not for me. So, you know, what are you actually looking for when you swipe? Maybe you should kind of like people with similar interests, something that you can talk about, have some common ground about instead of just looking for that hot guy genuinely and I say I don't know how many times I've said this before I swiped on Ed because he had a nice tattoo <laughs> that's all I got for me his bio said nothing he had a nice tattoo he sent me his phone number and said phone me it was very different from the experiences I'd previously had on dating apps so um that's why we're together now. I had a different experience. But what is your motivation for swiping? What are you looking for when you're out there swiping? Are you after a serious relationship? Because if you're not after a serious relationship, you're just going to get what you're looking for. So in your head, you're going, I'm after a serious relationship. But actually, you're just looking for sex, or you're just looking for someone to like you, or you're just looking for somebody to make you feel better by liking your photo. And that's the real reason that you're out there. That's your real motivation. So you want to get to a place where your motivation is actually having a relationship because you're only going to attract what you actually want. How long are you spending swiping on the apps? Has it got out of hand? Do you need some boundaries? What have you learned about the type of guy you have been dating? Like I said earlier, are you just going for the physically attractive are you going for guys that are younger than you because they're hot and let's be honest guys on dating apps young guys on dating apps like older women because we are better in bed with no shame do I say that being there done it so what are you learning about the guys that you are meeting out there you need to be focusing on the good things that you like about some of these men. Not, oh, I wasn't physically attracted to him. How about, mm, he had something we could talk about. We got on really well. And I, I mean, if you aren't physically attracted to him, then it's never going to go anywhere anyway. But you can take the bits that you like about each date that you have and you can form a, actually, I'd like somebody who is interested in this thing and we could do that together. I'd like somebody who will travel to see me. I'd like somebody who I can do these things with. I'd like somebody I've got this common ground with. And that guy had this, this and this, but he didn't have this. So you take the good things and you're starting to form a picture of what your ideal relationship will look like. So you can learn things about the guys that you are dating, even if you don't like them. What have you learned about your first date? Not to go for dinner. And what have you learned about moving on to dates two and dates three? I mean, me and Ed met for, I said, a hot chocolate on a Monday rainy night in November. And I wasn't going to stay because I was tired. And then I actually liked him. So I stayed and I had a glass of wine with him. And then I had a hot chocolate with him. I stayed because I liked him. If I didn't like him, 
I'd have left. We moved on to date two pretty swiftly, to the point where I now know that Ed even got a babysitter on a day when it was his turn to have his girls, which was a quite a big thing for him to have done, because that was the only day that I was available when I didn't have my daughter. And it's changing all those things around, isn't it? You know, it's like not, it's, it's having movable boundaries. And then to date three, you know, he invited me over to his house, which I was terrified about. But I spoke to some friends. I told them where he lived. I told them what was going on. I went for dinner at his house. He's a very good cook. And I left again. So I learned so much about dating Ed because we had a very much push-pull, push-pull. We were still very much flirting with each other for a good six weeks after we met, just, you know, testing each other out. But anyway, what are your deal breakers? Write a list of deal breakers and be prepared to break your own deal breakers. Be prepared to (laughs) make them flexible because you'll meet the right person and you'll be like, oh no, he lives 31 miles away from me, but your distance was 30 miles. Are you really going to let that change things? He has teenage children and I said no children. Are you going to find out whether actually his children are quite independent and he doesn't have to spend that much time with them? So he has got time for you. He has got some time to invest in a relationship and he might be at the stage in life where he's ready to invest in somebody else because his children don't need him so much anymore. So what are your deal breakers and can you be prepared to flex on them? Also, do you need to set yourself some boundaries? Because there are times, admittedly, when we've all done it and got drunk and slept with the guy on a first date. And it never works out because we get slightly attached to them because of oxytocin, which we'll talk about on another podcast because there's just not enough time on here. But we produce the love hormone when we have slept with somebody. And once you've produced the love hormone, you start fixating on that particular person so do you need to set yourself some boundaries about this is what I will do this is what I won't do this is the behavior I will accept this is behavior I won't accept and there's so many things that will be flexible for you but some of them will be like no you do not treat me like this and I will not do this in return and it's just about the push the pull And all the things that you can learn from every single dud date that you have had this year or ever, look back at your previous relationships. Can you see patterns that have occurred? And you just keep repeating those patterns over and over and over again. And you will do. But I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from this episode is. And if you do need support setting boundaries or working out why dating is so confusing for you, just slide into my DMs. I'm at Rachel Teeling Coaching on Instagram and I'd love to hear from you. That's it from me for this week. Hopefully when I return next week, I will have a voice. My antibiotics will have kicked in. I will be feeling 110%, not my Miega what I reckon I'm about 25% right now I need recharging um but I will speak to you all again next week on another episode of healing with teeling thank you for joining me much love ladies thank you for joining me on today's episode of healing with teeling if you are struggling in the dating and relationship game I can support you to gain unshakable self-worth and become the best version of you to attract the best person for you with my one-to-one coaching program, Be You for Rendezvous. 
There is a link in the show notes if you would like to find out more about my one-to-one coaching and how I can support you. Or please feel free to slide into my DMs on Insta and ask me any questions. I am at Rachel Teeling Coaching and this is where I share a lot of my dating journey, pictures of Ed, Lila and of course Frankie the Frenchie. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, please follow my show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to rate and review to help me reach more ladies who need to hear this healing journey to inspire them to heal from their own trauma and find lasting love. Catch you on the next episode of Healing with Healing. Are you a single career or family driven woman, but you just cannot get lucky in love? Have you got back into the dating game after a long-term relationship breakdown and you are now confused and overwhelmed by men and dating? Have you been on what feels like hundreds of first dates but never seem to get a connection? And are you now wondering if there are any genuine committed men left in the world? I know, I feel you. I've been there. But I invite you to join me in my how to find lasting love mini series workshop to find out what actions you need to take to attract that lasting loving relationship that you truly desire these are three 10 minute ish videos supporting you to find that secure loving relationship that you desire They cover how to successfully date after divorce, how to heal your relationship with men and how to shift your energy to attract that masculine man you desire. There is a link in the show notes for you to get access to those mini workshops. Go check them out and I shall see you there.